Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Bijou Podcasts. You're listening to episode 81 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a single Pringle episode where I want you to ask yourself the question, what is the difference between being alone and lonely? Hi guys, it's a single Pringle episode today. (laughs) Hello everybody. Uh, This is an episode that I drop each and every Tuesday along with a fortnightly newsletter to encourage you to find ways to stop wishing away your single life and find independence and flourish in your solo self. That could also apply for those of you that are in relationships and trying to find a little bit more of a groove in your life. So some of these questions and thoughts are definitely relevant to people of all relationship statuses, but in particular, those of you that are single Pringles and doing a bit of self-work on yourself. So welcome. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a really big thought uh, that I often think we don't we don't approach because it's much easier to sit in the story of this um, of this word, and that is the difference between being alone physically and feeling lonely. And I think, really, if we admit it, most of us at some point in our lives have put the two together. So when we've been alone, we assume that we're lonely. And when we're lonely, we assume that it's linked to being alone. And how interesting this is, I don't know if you've listened to this show for a long time and you've listened to any of my other work, but I have told the story of plenty of times, the moment that I realized when I first became single after getting out of an eight-year relationship, and it was a shitty relationship, it wasn't great, Um, there were many contributing factors to the reason why it wasn't, it was pretty toxic at times too, but I stayed in it, I didn't really know any other way. And I remember laying in bed next to a person that I was constantly unsure I should be with, but constantly unsure about what to do about it. And once I became single, there was so much fear about around being on my own. And, you know, it really does stem back from, I think, very deep inherited messages uh, from different generations of really struggling with the concept of being alone. And I've had to think about that this week because something's happened in my life um, where a, a particular family member has, I don't know, just really dabbled around this fear. And and I, I again, it comes up in my life where I realized how much I had inherited this fear of being alone too, which is probably why I was in the relationship for as long as I was, because I just did not have the tools or the understanding that things could be okay when you are alone. Because I associated loneliness with being alone. And I remember getting back to my point uh, that probably about six months into being single and out of that eight-year relationship, laying there on my own and feeling incredibly alone, but knowing I felt very different to the kind of alone I felt 
when I was laying next to a boyfriend that I knew I didn't want to be with, that in my heart of hearts I knew wasn't for me. And that's when I started to understand the difference between being alone and feeling lonely. And the feeling lonely part is is way, way, way more awful than physically being alone. Yet we link the two of them so so explicitly and so intricately together. Like it's just like they, they are like glue in the most teeny t- like intricate details, but then also in the most obvious big statements, you know, I am lonely because I'm single, you know, there's all these different things or I'm by myself, you know, here on Christmas Eve and, or, uh, you know, all these types of things. When actually a lot of the time I don't think we feel lonely at all, I think we just expect that this alone feeling or getting used to being independent and being physically alone is the same thing as loneliness. And I really thoroughly disagree. Loneliness is just such a deeper kind of um, empty feeling that is really from the heart. It really does you know, kind of ache and offer a bit of sadness around the heart. And and most of the time that's because if we are in a relationship like I explained where I felt very lonely being next to someone and falling asleep next to someone, it wasn't so much about whether I was with someone or not. It was more about the the fact that I had so many of my un, my needs unfulfilled. And once I started to really dig deep into that over the years of Uh, self-discovery and therapy, I started to realize that really that loneliness feeling could never have been solved by my partner laying next to me, that in fact, the loneliness I was feeling was because I chose to stay with someone that I knew wasn't for me and continued to pretend and, and kind of aspire to something that deep down I knew didn't exist. And I also knew that the only way then I could fix that loneliness wasn't just to break up with that person, but was to then start to do epic work on myself. Because loneliness really does come from within. There is a a depth of emptiness that is really coming from unfulfilled uh, feelings or unfulfilled parts of you. And really at the very, the crux of that, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, good or bad, it's very difficult for anyone to ever fill that gap. And often we walk around like we've got these kinds of buckets in our hearts that need to be filled by different things, career, our our parents, our relationships, our friendships. And there's one that we just often aren't looking at and that is the bucket we fill ourselves. And so when we have all of those things full, you could even be in a great relationship and still feel incredibly lonely. It's because this other bucket is not spoken about enough, which is the bucket that you're meant to be filling for yourself. And so loneliness can happen in so many different ways that have absolutely nothing to do with being physically alone or physically single or romantically single. All of it almost has to do with the fact that you have unresolved you know, um, unfulfilled emptiness within. And essentially you're not filling up that part of your own bucket. So all the other buckets could be completely full. You could have the best job, the best group of friends and a fairly good relationship. Because I say fairly good because if you're not filling up your own bucket, your relationship really can only get to fairly good, maybe good on the stretch of great, but it can never be excellent or thriving if you're not filling your own bucket up. 
you'll always be searching and poking and prodding your partner to fill it up for you and they'll get frustrated and it never works. And look, we've all been there and we all dabble in and out of that. We need reminders all the time. The times I feel like I'm the neediest to Ben are the times my bucket is emptiest that I, I'm in charge of filling. And I'll go looking everywhere and anywhere to try and figure out why I feel this way rather than looking at the bucket I'm supposed to fill. And that bucket, when it's empty, can feel really lonely because we can't quite figure out how to get rid of it. And we look externally, we look to partners, we look at the fact that we might be physically on our own and we blame all of those things. So I'm not going to say that on this episode I have the answer to loneliness. It's going to be such a different exploration of everybody. What makes you feel lonely can be very different. I remember one night where I think I hadn't had sex in a while and I stayed at a friend's house and I was single at the time and I had I was staying at friends houses that I'd been friends with for many many years and had known them very well through a relationship you know those friends that you have a couple friends and I remember hearing them have sex one night and it was when I was single at this point and I I just actually don't remember a time where I felt lonelier And at the time, I just thought, my God, this is what single feels like. I can hear a couple having sex. I'm by myself. I don't know when I'm going to have sex again, when the last time I had sex was. But more than anything, it had really nothing to do with, I guess, my single status or, you know, like where my sexual kind of scoreboard was. It was the fact that I had real intimacy issues within myself, that real connection that I had not only missed from my ex, but had really not yet discovered that I needed to find it within myself. Now, look, that scenario is never going to be an easy scenario. No one wants to hear their mates have sex, especially when you're by yourself and fairly newly single. And I still believe that there's a chance they were pretty aware that I could probably hear them. So it was a pretty awful and full-on experience, if I'm honest. But at the same time, I've got to pull it back to myself and think about, well, okay, they were doing their thing and, yeah, whilst it wasn't ideal and probably a bit inconsiderate, um, It was still stuff that I needed to go through myself. And it was, I guess, a level of intimacy that I had really missed with my relationship. But more than that, it was a level of intimacy that I was yet to understand I needed to find with myself to get real intimacy with a partner. And of course, I didn't walk away from hearing my friends have sex with that kind of knowledge. (laughs) Like I didn't, but I didn't think about it at the time. But having said that, now that I think about it, I I think I yearned for that the most. I yearned for a sense of being honest with who I was and having somebody see me for who I truly was and being intimate from that place. And at that point in my bed that night, I don't think I really knew who I was. I don't think I really knew who I was to be able to be seen by someone anyway. And that was very lonely to me, that I hadn't yet discovered those things about myself and yet I probably hadn't figured out that I needed to discover them. My point is loneliness can show up in so many different forms 
but it is very different to being alone. So don't tack the two together because together it means every time you're physically alone, you can talk yourself into thinking you're lonely and go back and listen to my are you feeling or are you thinking you feeling episode from last week because that will dive into this a little bit. Um, not only does it do that and it tacks it together, which makes every, you know, double the chances of you having this so-called feeling when you could maybe be having it only when you truly feel it. But the other thing is, is that if we don't look at it differently, we lose the opportunity that we have to be able to dive into what our loneliness really is within ourselves. Because no matter how many partners, friends and people that you can have to gauge connection with, and yes, that is a beautiful part of life and I'm not saying it doesn't help, but it is it is really the, the end of the barrel, the core of our loneliness really does start with us not filling up our own bucket. And some of us need to fill it up in different ways. Some of us need to fill it up a little bit longer than others. Some of us may have a bit of a holy bucket that we need to patch before we even fill it in. It's going to look differently for everybody. But you better start inquiring about it now because if you don't, when you do get into relationships and you start then finding you know, holes in your relationship because that bucket of yours isn't filled, you'll start feeling lonely laying next to that partner no matter how good the relationship was pretty quickly because everything starts to unravel when you haven't filled that bucket up for yourself and loneliness is only a knock on the door kind of disguised as, you know, this feeling that can totally be put with a million different labels you know what I mean so you can feel lonely and not really address what the actual core is of that bucket that I keep talking about and then put a label of he hasn't done this for me she hasn't done this for me I'm pissed off at this and put all these kinds of confusing other stories onto something that essentially can be fixed healed and addressed on your own so let's not confuse the difference between loneliness and being alone this week Split them up, don't put them together again and make sure that you take responsibility when you feel lonely to go in and see how you can fill your own bucket. It will be such a gift to yourself but then also to any future relationships you have because you won't be looking for them to fill this part of yourself and you'll be able, you'll be overflowing with love for yourself which means you overflow love for other people which means you attract better relationships and attract epic connections and everything kind of sings when you're addressing this part of yourself. We all get it, we all feel it, there's nothing wrong with it but take it as a bit of a messenger and look at the only way to fill it up as something that you and you alone can begin to do. Haha, <laughs> loneliness, only you alone can fix it. Who fucking knew? All right, guys, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. They come they come up here and there, but I really appreciate you coming up and saying particular episodes you like or particular parts or, you know, um, I guess penny drop moments. It's really, really lovely to read and also really helpful for others to have a bit of an idea of the parts that you're loving with the Stacey June Show. I'll be back on Thursday with another interview and I hope you have an epic week. Bye.
This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.